Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at cwcbayarea.com for service times and directions. How's everybody doing tonight? Everybody good? What about the rest of you? Everybody good tonight? All right, just checking. Just want to make sure. Uh, before we get started, I want to introduce uh, somebody that's going to be helping us out tonight. It's a pleasure to have uh, him at, at, his, at this church. Actually, him and his wife, they're just wonderful people. Um, before they were attending CWC Bay Area, they were part of another ministry where they were heavily involved. They were, they were teaching there. And um, when I approached them and, and we were talking about um, Financial Peace University, what it did for me, and we were talking about what it did, did for him. He was part of it and how it changed his life. He's passionate about the subject so tonight, he's going to help us out. Would you welcome Murphy Stewart tonight? My man, Murphy. I told him we were going to have some beats and fog for him to come out. but we, That would have been really embarrassing, but okay. We, we couldn't make yeah, that happen, fine. you know, fog machines out yes. or something. I don't know. But, uh, we're going to continue talking about finances tonight. And um, it's so important that we... We talk about money, especially in, in the church, because we, we want to separate our money life and our spiritual life. But our money life and our spiritual life are connected. Now, let's take a look at Matthew 6.24 as we, we jump right into this tonight. We got a whole lot of stuff to cover. If you didn't get notes, you can just lift up your hand. We'll get some notes over to you. Just hold them up for a moment. If, if you need notes. Man, a lot of people didn't get notes yet. Okay, we got you. Hopefully we don't run out. All right, Pastor Nick. No one can serve two masters. Either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. You cannot serve both God and what? Money. Money. You cannot serve both God and money. So we live in a culture where we are tempted to serve Money. Let me show you some statistics. The average household debt in the U.S. is now 136% of the household income. The average American has over 38000 in consumer debt. The average 21-year-old owes $12,000. By 28, they owe $78,000. The average number of U.S. households living paycheck to paycheck is 55%. And I didn't bump these numbers. These are real facts right here, okay? These are not evangelistically stretched. 60, this, is, this one's scary. 62% of Americans will retire with less than $10,000 income per year. $10,000 income per year. That's scary. I don't know how you can make it off of that, especially here in, in the Valley. This one's really scary, though. Nearly half of Americans don't have the cash on hand to cover... a. A $400 emergency. That was me at one time. That, that was me. When, 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 we were, when my wife and I got married, I was 24 years old. That, that was me. I, I could, I mean, if the, the tires uh, were, were bad, if, if something happened like that, man, it was all over. I mean, it, w- it was difficult because we didn't understand the concept of saving money. We didn't understand the concept of managing money. So people are serving money more than they realize. How we handle money shows who we are serving. 
This is one thing that we need to understand as the body of Christ. We, we need to understand your money is important because how you handle your money reveals what the condition of your heart is, but it also reveals who you are serving in life. Now, we can talk about, I love God this, I love God that. We can lift our hands and worship. But how you handle your finances reveals who you are really serving. We need to, you, you, you are not to serve money. Money should serve you. So we need to make money work for us, not the other way around. We, we need to understand how to handle money so we are not working every day for money, but money is working for us. Now, if you're working for profit but not purpose, you're serving money. If you're, always work, if you're always worried about money, you're always stressed out because of money, that's because you're serving money. If you're always needing and thinking about daydreaming about money because you're, you're dreaming about the day when you, you can acquire more stuff, then you are serving money. Now, I'm not saying that wanting to have more money, better finances is a bad thing. That's not what I'm saying. We all want to be better off financially. The reason, the reason is important. Why do we want to be better off financially? Proverbs 21.20, Pastor Nick. The wise, the wise have wealth and luxury, but fools spend whatever they get. Fools spend whatever they get. The, the, the word fool here in the Hebrew means stupid. <laughs> okay? I think they should have put that one when they translated it in English. They should have just put stupid. You know, how many people have ever done stupid things with money? You ever, you ever been stupid with money? Yeah. I mean, I, I've been stupid with money. When I was 24 years old, no lie, I think the lowest you, you can have on a credit score is uh, about 300. Mine was like in the low 400s. That's bad. I'm at, I'm at 820 now, and I'm proud of that because I had to work hard. To, that's excellent credit. I'm at 820 now. That was a major turnaround, and, and I'm proud of that because, you know, it was so bad before. It was horrible. Man, you ever have collections calling you? Huh? You ever have collect? They're rude. Now, if, you're a, if you are a Christian, you're doing collections. Now, if that's your job, I don't want to make you feel bad, but when you call people, you need to speak life. You know, don't be leaving those threatening messages. I remember, you know, back in the day, we used to have an answering machine. You know, we used to... I would go home, and I would turn that thing on, and, man, this, those guys were rude. They, they acted like they knew me, like personally. Yeah. Act like they know me, and then you're all rude. You call me, you leave a message, act all rude like we're, we're friends, like, like I owe this money to you personally. And, man, and I'm telling you, when they would call, I would just hang up. Is Matt there? Nope. Hang up. <laughs> I would, man, I was, I, man, I was, I was, I was sick of it. I got myself into a mess. I was stupid with money. I was stupid with money. You know, uh, you got to be careful who you put down for references, too, because I got some phone calls for some uh, collectors that I, uh, for some other person that put me down as a reference on there. They were looking for them. You got to be careful with that. But uh, talking about being stupid with the money, it wasn't Pastor Was it Mike. It wasn't. References? This was recently, recently. Recently, uh, you got to understand that if you don't know how to use your money, someone else will use it for you. 
It's very simple. I mean, uh, when you have the latest shoes, the latest gadgets, someone else knows how to use your money for you. They know how to spend it for you, and they know what is attractive to you. And so, uh, you know, you're getting the latest this and the latest that, and we've all been stuck in that game before. I got to look good. I got to smell good. You know, everything about me got to be good. I have to be blinging and flashing on everything and, you know, uh, whatever your lingo is today. You know, uh, but, but someone, if you don't know how to use your money, someone else will use it for you, and they'll know how to spend it for you, and they'll put commercials out there. They'll entice you. They'll, they'll, they'll throw the line out there with the perfect bait, and they'll have you just biting. And it, They have you waiting in line. Think about this. They have you waiting in line when you should be spending your time with your family on Thanksgiving. They got you waiting in line, putting up tents for a watch. You're fighting over shoes. They were fighting over Tickle Me Elmo when I was younger fighting over that. People know how to spend your money. So if you're not wise and learn how to use it, someone will, someone will teach you how to use it and they'll get rich off of us. They get rich off of us. So you ever stupid with money, Murphy? I think that's why I'm sitting here, right? (laughs) (laughs) No, no, but, um, I have many times, um, I'm, I'm 33 years old and I think when I was younger, um, especially I think in my early, early twenties before I was married, Disclaimer, disclaimer out there, but just to make sure. Um, I, um, I remember I had an IRS bill. Uh, it wasn't as substantial as I look at it today, but when I was younger, I didn't have that much money. It was pretty substantial at, at that time. But I remember I'm going to a local bank, um, Bay Federal to be specific. Um, I, got, um, I got a line of credit, you know. Um, I, think I, was shooting, I think I had like maybe 650 to 700 credit score. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm going to go over here, get a line of credit to pay off this IRS bill. In my mind, I'm thinking I'm doing something really cool, really mature. You know, I'm doing this thing. I'm pulling the credit line out, get the cash out, and go to my bank next door. And right before I deposited the money into my account, I realized, my wow, this is a lot of money. My, what else? I just started dreaming about the things I could do with it. <laughs> Suddenly, the IRS bill completely came. It went on, underneath. I'm okay, cool. Priorities got loaded out of whack. So I ended up spending that money. I, I can't even tell you specifically what I spent it on. But I do remember this one aspect of what I did with the money. My brother, um, I love him to death. He looks up to me. He's 13, year, 13 months younger than me. And I wanted to show him that his brother was doing good. You know, that he, he's prospering with money. And at the time, I'm, I'm working at a bank, just to let you guys know. It's a really ironic situation. But um, I gave him $200 to, um, to spend on whatever. I'm like, hey, you know what? Don't worry about it. Just, you know, take that. Don't pay me back. Whatever. And in my back of my mom, I, I just gave him $200 of credit that I didn't have in the first place. What was I thinking? But that was one, of, one stupid out of many others that I experienced, though. Yes, that was stupid. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> you know, we, we just didn't know, we didn't know how to handle money. So the money just handled us. And when, when you're broke, man, it's, it's hard, right? When, when you're broke... You, you make terrible decisions. You, you make bad choices. You, you, your priorities are, are, are not right. You want to give, but you're so strapped financially that you, you can't give. You, you want to do things, and, and, and you, you begin to feel trapped. I remember I was feeling trapped, like, man, how am I ever going to get ahead? And see, what, what the Bible is trying to get us to understand is that when we spend whatever we get, we're fools. When, when money comes in and, and you are blessed, and if you're just, you know, like, like my pastor Dan was, was saying this last week, that when his kids get money, they, they, just, they just want to spend it. My kids are the same way. Well, one of them is. 
One of them, he gets money. He'll save it. He had like 100 bucks saved. My, my son, Nathan, he's the, the youngest one. When he was eight years old, we're going through his money. He had like 100 bucks. I'm like, dude, where'd you get all this money? He's like, I saved it. Because this is what Nathan will do. When Andrew gets something, the older one, he, will, he wants to go to the store. Let's go to the, let's go to the store. Let's go to the mall. He will spend it all that day if he can. If he finds something, he'll spend it all. The other one, he'll find something that he wants, but he wants me to buy it for him. He don't want to use his money. <laughs> That's why he had all the money. You know, he makes deals. He'll make a deal. Dad, you know, if I'll do this. You know, you get this, and I'll do this at home. You know, he, he cuts deals. The other one just spends. We always tell Nathan, man, you're going to be a businessman when you grow up because you're just, you know, he's very wise with his money. But we need to learn not to be stupid with money. Now, I don't, want, I don't want you to feel bad tonight, and I'm, not, I'm just giving you the word. I'm just giving you the word. We need to learn to be better with our money. And see, we, we think that we're, we're going to make better choices when we have more money. So we think, well, if I just had more money. You ever have that conversation with yourself? If I just, well, I can't wait till I make this amount of, of money. I, I can't wait. I, I, I remember when I was a teenager, I was working at Sears. And I was thinking, man, when I, if I could just work hard, then... They're going to get me a raise. And I start going on the calculator. If, if I get like a $3 raise or this amount of money, if I take this position, then I'll be, and I'll calculate the taxes and everything. This is, man, I'm going to do a whole lot more with this. I start daydreaming when I have more money. But see, we, we need to change our, our mindset. More money isn't the answer to your financial issues. We need, we need to get that straight because a lot of us, we are, we are daydreaming of the day. When we hit the lottery, we're day, which you shouldn't be doing anyway, we are, we are dreaming of the day when, when, we, when we just, the Lord just pours out blessing and we're, we're just not worried about money anymore. But the, the answer to your, your problem, your financial issue isn't money. The late Biggie Small said it best, more money, what? More problems, Right? <laughs> Now, he wasn't saved, but that's some wisdom right there. If you got problems making $20 an hour, you got money problems with $20 an hour, you're going to have money problems with $40 an hour. Because the, the more money that you have, the more you spend. You know what I'm saying? The more you have in your wallet, the, the more money you have available, I guarantee you, it's a fact. You will spend more money. See, money gives you options. That's what money gives you. And when, when you have more money, you just have more options, but you have more options to mess up. When you're broke, you don't have options, right? You go to the store and you're broke. Your options are limited unless you're going to shoplift, which you shouldn't be doing. But when, when you're broke, you, you got to be on the dollar menu. You, you can't choose. You, you can't go for this. You've you, you got to stay in one small section. You know, I remember when we were kids, order off this side of the menu. You know, it's like, you, you know, you, you need to understand you don't have options. Money gives you options. That's what it does. But if your character is all messed up, then you just have more options to blow it in your life. We need to change our mentality. It doesn't matter how much money you have. Take a look at this guy. Won the lottery. $314 million, over $314 million. That's a lot of money. That, can you imagine that? That is a lot of money. He, he took the $114 million payout. He, he, he wanted, instead of getting payments, he wanted to take one lump sum, $114 million. 
that's still a lot of money, right? That, that, would, that would do a whole lot, you know, for, for many of us, for all of us here, $114 million. But you know what, though? This guy had the largest jackpot one ever for a single ticket holder. But he was broke in four years. Four years. Man, that dude, that dude spent that money quick. Now, he did some good things. He helped to build two churches. That's, that, that's a good thing. He, he did some, he gave money to charity. But he also was foolish with the rest of his money. You see, we, we seem to think that when we have more money, we're just going to be more responsible. No, it's not true. You, what will what, happen is all that money will just reveal all the flaws in your character. It will re- reveal all the, the, the issues that you have, all the, the greed. It will re- reveal the, the fact that you don't have self-control. You know, it's good that some of us don't have a lot of money because we would ruin our lives. It's a blessing that some of you are broke right now. You should thank God. I'm serious. We hear some, we, you know, I don't know how many times we've heard in, heard in, in the time that we've been here at CWC. Well, when I win the lotto, we're going to, I'm going to build you guys a nice church. No, you're not. You don't even give now. You don't, you, you lie. You lie. So you will be gone. You, you don't even come to church every week. You will be gone. You will be on, on a boat on the weekends. We will never see you again. Stop lying to yourself, right? That's the truth. Don't be, I'm telling you, man, don't, don't be coming up to our staff and tell us, you know, when I hit it big, when I hit it big, I'm going to build that church. Man, I'm going I'm to support that vision. You're not supporting it now, so stop lying to yourself. Save your breath. Right? I'm just speaking the truth. Can I just speak the truth tonight? I'm not mad at you, bro. I'm not mad at you, bro. Absolutely not. More money doesn't mean, more money doesn't mean you will automatically have less debt. Okay? Doesn't mean the debt's going away. Doesn't mean you will have less stress. You might be stressed, about, stressed out about having more money, or how do I get more, or how do I hold on to this? Uh, you will, more money doesn't mean you have more to spend. So we have to change our mindset about having more money. More money, doesn't, more money just means you have more to manage. This is where we, we need to change our mentality. And if you can change your mentality with this, you're going to be better off. Now, I'm not saying like, you know, when it comes to finances that I'm just rolling in the dough, but I'm not operating at a 400, you know, 10 credit score anymore. I actually own, you know, uh, my own place. I didn't ask my parents for help. My, my wife and I, we saved our money. My parents didn't have to give us a dime to move into that place. That, that place is worth almost twice, three times as much as we paid for it right now. So I got, I got money in my, my equity right now. I got life insurance. If, if I pass away, man, my family's going to be taken care of. I got, that t- I, I got money every month going into my retirement. I'm not going to be relying on Social Security when, when I get older. I'm not going to be needing to, to, to be out there looking for a job at Walmart when I'm 90 years old. It's just I'm preparing right now. 
Now, I'm not rolling in the dough, but I'll tell you one thing. We're, we're not where we used to be anymore. Amen. We're not there anymore. Now, if, if, if something happens to the car, which, man, I'm telling you, we had a cycle like a few months ago. I don't know how many, you know, tires I went through. It was just like left and right. I got another issue today I found out about. <laughs> Five, six hundred dollars here and there. You know, and when, when you don't have money, that's just like, that's discouraging. Then you got to get a ride to work. That's what I, Pastor Nick, can you call me up? Because I can't get this car fixed. But now it's like, no sweat. We'll, we'll, we'll take care of it. You know, we'll, we'll take care of it. But see, back in the day, it wasn't like that. It was stressful. It, it was, it was and, and I would get mad at my wife because she would go to, to uh, the grocery store by herself. And I didn't like her going by herself because she would just buy all the expensive stuff, you know. Now, when, when I grew up, we grew up on the cheap, you know, deli meat. Sorry, Mom. You, you did the best you, c- you could at the time. She was a single parent. You did what you needed to do, Mom. It's all right. Don't feel bad. I got the good stuff now. We're, we're good. We got, got the good stuff. We'd get those little uh, lunch meat packs. They were like in a little packet, 25 cents. They're like paper thin. You need the whole pack to make a sandwich. You really do. So I was used to that. And then Monica, we, we first got married, first month. She comes home with the deli meat from the deli, you know, with the people behind the counter. And I'm like, what are you doing? What are you doing? We're not going to make it. We're just not going to make it. We, we, we got to change this. I didn't grow up like this. My wife's like, I'm not going to eat this lunch meat. That's not even lunch meat. I'm glad we're, we're not there anymore. But because we've learned to manage what we have, it's gotten better. So we need to change from a spending mindset to a managing mindset. Are you a good manager? The key to increase in the word is management. Let me move through this real quick. The, the parable of the talents. Let's take a look at that, Pastor Nick. The kingdom of heaven is like a man going on a trip. He called his servants and entrusted some money to them. He gave one man $10,000, another $4,000, and the other $2,000. Each was given money based on his ability. Then the man went on his trip. I was like, okay, so a master entrusts three servants with money to invest, okay? Talents, other versions say. They're not all given the same amount. We've, we've talked about this before, okay? They're, they're not all given the same amount. There's, there's different amounts that are given. Why? Because the manager, the, the master was a good manager. Do you know that God is a good manager? God is not bad in his management abilities. And this is the key. And if you understand this, you can you could turn around your situation this year. Now there's no quick fix, but if you learn to manage look what it says here. It says each was given money based on his what? His ability. So it was all based on their ability. So for God to, to, to bless us equally, he would be a bad manager. Let me say that again, because we live in a world that wants equality with everything. Okay. But for God to bless us all equally, he would be a bad manager. Manager. 
Why? Because we don't all have the same ability to manage it. So we need to learn to manage better, to be better managers. Well, when I have more, I could, I could be a better manager. No, no, no. You need to learn to manage what you have right now. Right? I want to go to the next level financially. You know what? This, I, I just cut out my cable. I can afford it. It's, I, I'm not hurting to, to pay that bill. But it's stupid money. Because I only watch a handful of those channels. I'm paying so much money for, for, for TV that we, we don't really watch a whole lot. That's stupid money. So I could afford to pay that bill three or four, five times over. It's, it's not a problem. But if I want to get to the next level, I need to make sure that I'm not spending stupid money. Why? Because I want to be a good manager. So what's the principle? Your prosperity is connected to your management. Okay? Your prosperity is connected to your management. So to win with money, this is what Dave Ramsey says, we, we've got to embrace the dreaded B word, the budget. <laughs> Budgeting is all about management. And this is what we're going to focus on in tonight and how to, uh, Murphy's going to break down how to budget and pay attention because this could change your life. Yeah, so thank you, Pastor Matt. It's interesting when you think about budget. Um, um, I think when we first began our budget journey, or more so debt-free journey, um, there's a lot of misconceptions when it comes to budget. I think one word that comes to mind is restricting, right? It's, it confines me. I can't do what I want to do with my money. Ridiculous, right, to think about. But it's, it's true. A lot of people are saying that these days, and I was one of them for sure. Um, but what, mon- what budgeting does for you with these three principles I put down here First, it empowers you. Um, second, it gives you a peace of mind. And three, it sets you up for financial success. And you, you see those things, oh, it does. Of course it does, right? But people aren't believing this now. They're using those negative connotations about how it's restricting, confining me, all this stuff. But you got to realize that when budgeting, you are showing or more so paving a way for your success financially. And um, I think three years um, is how long me and my wife have been doing this, this plan. And... I remember sitting in a waiting room to see a counselor. And um, at this time, me and my wife, we were um, at part of one of our lowest points in our marriage, financially, emotionally, with family and everything. And I'm sitting there trying to really evaluate what did I do wrong as a husband or what, whatever that was going on. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, okay, God, so show me what do we need to do to correct this, um, this problem that we, are, this, um, that we have currently in our marriage. And something dawned on me, that, a name specifically, a name, came to me, and um, I think it was one of my close relatives that told me this name, and it was Dave Ramsey. Go figure, right? And I'm thinking, okay, Dave Ramsey, okay, so who is this guy? I didn't know who he was at the time. I put my phone out, I searched, and here we go. I'm looking at his history and his biography. I'm like, wow, this guy, he's really come out from, you know, from, from dusk to dawn. He's really became someone who people aren't actually looking up to these days, especially myself. So I tell you that story because... At that time, I really listened to what God had implanted in my spirit, and it was really something that I never knew that was possible because, like I said, we, we were at a point, we didn't even know where, where, up was, where down was down, up was up. We just really were just living, existing in this world, kind of trying to do better, but we never had that modeled to us as children. And I don't know if you guys experienced that yourself, not having that mentor or person or family member to help you, guide you financially. And, um, and it's interesting, fast forward now, we thought 
financially, it was going to help us, right? Which it obviously did. We come so far from this point in time. We paid off so much debt. Um, it's ridiculous. And I don't know how we did that by the grace of God. But we thought that was the only aspect that, that was going to penetrate to was financially, right? I was completely wrong. It completely turned around all aspects of our lives, emotionally, spiritually, you know, our marriage, and just the, uni- the unity that we have together today. Um, you know, it gives me chills thinking about it because I didn't have that person. Like I, was, I didn't have that mentor to look up to. It's kind of hard to look up to people. I'm six foot eight. It's kind of, you know. So I guess I didn't have people to look down to. It kind of sounds weird, right? But anyways, you get my point. But um, it's very interesting, though, right? But so I want to bring to this next slide. It's something um, our late Zig Ziglar said. When you aim at nothing, you hit the target every time. Just think about it for a second. You aim at nothing, you hit the target every time. I have a mentor at work right now, um, and he's actually here with me today. And he's really taught me how to look and really plan to be successful in my job. My job is I'm, I'm in sales, and it's not easy, but it's so fun. It's so rewarding. But he's taught me how to look at some quadrants on actually how to plan and do things and do it right. And if I, I'm aiming to do something that I've never done, I felt really uncomfortable with doing, calling people, trying to really follow up. But as I aim and actually pursue that, I, I see success. That first year was treacherous. I was really doubting myself in every aspect of the way. But I finally gained ground to actually find out, okay, well, I can actually do this. I can actually win at this job. So bringing it back to budgeting, me and my wife, we always had um, uh, an instance where we sit down every two weeks because that's when our our paycheck comes in. And, you know, it's kind of caught like a, a budgeting committee per se. But we are actually planning for our future. We, we see God working our lives, and we want to share that through not only our pocketbooks, but just more so our story and testimony. That's what we all want to do. That's, what, that's how we give back and contribute to God's kingdom, right? So, but, um, so how to budget, this next slide I have, um, what we found in our, um, our planning is the easiest, most powerful plan to use would be a zero-based budget. Now, I will definitely elaborate more on the other slides, but to use this, this is probably one of the most successful things that we've seen in our lives, and that's why I'm bringing it up. You know, you can use whatever budget you want, but this is the easiest way to do it. And zero-based budget, you kind of think about, okay, what will be a zero-based budget, right? It's something that allows you to make sure that all your income and all your expenses, expenses um, subtracting from your income equals zero. But I'll go deeper into that in the next slides. But having a budget... It's easy when it comes to actually understanding what to use and what format to use and what plan to utilize. Um, Dave Ramsey has so many wonderful quotes, right? This one I, I really like because it really hits home. It says, um, a budget is telling your money where to go instead of wondering where it went. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no way. <laughs> um, but it was very so true because I remember a time, um, me and my wife, we were... You know, this is before the budget aspect. But I remember we, uh, we had a car payment, and <laughs> lo and behold, one month, our, our, um, our loan, or, or more so the bank that we actually had a, the, the car loan from, they told us that we didn't have to pay a car payment for one month. That, we were ecstatic. We were like, wow, what are we going to do with all this money, right? So, you know, the mature person, the person I am today, I always say, no, just pay it, whatever, because what I didn't know was that they tack on that payment at the end of the freaking loan. So I'm thinking to myself, like, what is going on here? But that free payment, per se, uh, we, we actually um, had some friends that we were going to San Diego. They invited us to a trip. 
and, and we just thought, well, wow, God, he was, God really helped us get, um, you know, provide money for this trip. That's what we're thinking, because we're excited to spend with friends. You know, it's, it's what, I think summertime, whatever it was, in San Diego. Who does not want to go to San Diego, right? But we spent that money, and it was the one of the worst trip ever. You know, we got there. I, I slammed my, my thumb on a door at, um, I think, Mount Madonna, wherever we went. And then I think the, the actual um, B&B, Airbnb got flooded. All, if, I'm telling you, anything that happened, and they call it Murphy's Law. Go figure, right? Murphy's Law happened consistently that day. But, but just to go back to uh, about the budgeting aspect of um, telling you money where to go instead of where to go. You don't want to be in this place. You don't want to wonder, okay, where did my money go at the end of the month? That, that is the, it's sad and it, it sucks, but it happens, right? It happened to me multiple times. So um, the next slide I want to explain will be the, um, the four walls um, after tithe. Dave Ramsey speaks about this pretty, pretty adamantly. And so I say after tithe, because tithe for us, you know, that's, that's up top. That's the tenth of our income, right? But the four walls would be, um, the first one would be food, because we got to eat, right? Got to make sure that we have food on the table for our families. These are the four necessities that we should take, and take care of before diving deeper into the budget. So um, the next will be a mortgage payment, um, rent payment, which includes utilities. Third will be basic clothing, because we don't want to go out the house, you know, naked outside. That, that won't be good, right? That, 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 that won't be good at all. <laughs> but on um, fourth will be transportation. Um, the basic transportation, like, you know, gas and maybe some maintenance or oil change, whatever that is, right? So four walls after time. Take care of this before diving deeper into the budget, okay? And I found a, um, a, a scripture. That really um, is kind of it coincides with what before walls are. First Timothy five eight, it says, "If anyone fails to provide for his own, and especially for those of his own family, has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever." And you know that that speaks volumes to me because it's not taking taking care of your family. You want to make sure your household is taken care of one hundred percent. God wants us to contribute offerings and all this stuff, right? But we got to make sure the solidarity inside our home is taken care of first. And not only financially, you know, emotionally, you know, whatever it is, you know, making sure that the food is on the table, making sure, you know, the communication is alive, everything is there for sure. And then let's contribute and see what comes outside of that. So um, in this, this next slide, I want to talk a little bit more now about the zero-based budget, about constructing a zero-based budget. So the first one. Uh, first um, bullet point, you want to write down your total take-home income for the month, okay? Pretty simple. Um, and it, it all depends if it's two weeks. If you get paid two weeks or a month, me and my wife, I think we, we actually write down our, you know, bi-weekly, okay? But if you got to get paid per, per month, you can do that also. The second bullet point would be list all of your bills for the upcoming month, okay, or that preceding two weeks. This will include a mortgage payment, rent payment, utilities, and et cetera. Third will be next uh, will be list your food, your gas, your entertainment. And keep in mind that for a zero-based budget, every dollar has to be accounted for, okay, based, you know, based on the zero-based budget, right? Lastly, as I was saying earlier, subtract your expenses from your income, which then results in two, and equals to zero, which equates to zero-based um, budget. You have, once you've done this, you have definitely done your first zero-based budget. It's very, very simple, as I was mentioning before. It has really successfully um, happened in our lives multiple times. So um, another, this is a, a stat that I've read and had studied about, was um, 
So after three months of budgeting, 84% of people say they feel more comfortable with, with money. And how, this is very true. And I'm, I'm looking at the three months, and that's about the same amount of time that it took me and my wife to feel comfortable about our budget. Uh, I think, you know, within our first month, it was kind of, it, it was a little difficult for us because, um, I think for me, because I, I wanted just to cut everything, like, completely. Maybe, like, you know, for maybe, like, 90% of it, I wanted to just cut, especially with a food budget. But, we got, you know, we got to eat. My wife, she's fine, too. I'm six foot eight. I love to eat, you know. You know, I, I, I don't mind losing 50 pounds, you know, to get out of debt, whatever it is, right? That's not going to happen. I love to eat. But after that third month, it really helped show me that we can do this because we started becoming more unified and actually understanding each other and actually communicating with each other more effectively. My God, it changed our lives dramatically. But um, you have to really stay with it, be accountable towards each other, and really communicate every single instance. Even when you're out shopping or whatever, there's a software that we use, which I will definitely talk about a little bit more. It's called everydollar.com. And um, this aspect, this actually budgeting tool, it really helped us find out what, how much we were spending or how much we needed to spend and how to actually move ahead into paying off our debt. So if you look, at, if you look up top, it says 6000 It says monthly income, right? It says $6,000 for my, my work. And if you move down, you see it says giving on this on the, the tab. Can you, do you guys know who I am? You see that? Giving, savings. And you see housing, mortgage, HOA dues, water, um, natural gas, and all that stuff. So you can actually... Actually, I'll stand up. I feel better standing up. <laughs> I didn't want to intimidate anyone, so... Okay. But, yes, yeah, so $6,000, and then what you want to do right up here... Oh, sorry. Right up here, $6,000. You have your giving here, if you, if, you know, whatever that is, tithing, offering, savings... Um, working and everything, right? So once you get all of these categories going, and it shows up over here too, and like it says, everydollarbudget.com, it tells you how much you have left, and once this aspect right here comes to a zero, you know you have done something right. It will become a zero-based budget. This has helped us so much because, as I was saying before, this tool, it not only is a, um, a desktop version, but it's actually um, on your cell phones too, which really is kind of nice because, you know, we... We're out working, we're out, you know, working out, whatever it is, out grocery shopping. And you can actually pull this up on your phone and track every single expense diligently where you go. It's really cool, really fun. It's a really fluid um, um, app. And um, Dave Ramsey and his team, he, they actually constructed and developed this. So it's really cool. But I um, just want to make sure you guys see that because I know that Pastor Matt was telling me earlier that he uses something called Mint.com. So I don't know if you want to elaborate on that or... What Murphy's talking about is you're, you're telling every dollar where you want it to go. So what, what most people do is they pay their bills, and they're like, oh, I got X amount of dollars of that. Oh, I could spend that. No, you're allocating every dollar. You're, you're directing it where you want it to go. And you're being intentional about it. So, so uh, with Mint or everydollar.com, mm-hmm. it's, it's pretty much the same concept. <clears throat> Thank you, Pastor Matt. So um, here's a recommendation, everydollar.com. Um, I want to make sure you guys, I leave you guys with this too, with um, a scripture that um, in our room, me and my, my wife's bedroom, we actually have a, a diagram, a, a, what do you call it, a graph, kind of showing us how far we've come with our debt payoff. And on the top left, it has this scripture. 
and it reads, no discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who are trained by it. Amazing, right? And when I think about the discipline, um, you know, I used to work out in the mornings. I don't do it anymore. I kind of feel bad. But I still work out, though. Um, but um, discipline is hard to, to maneuver, right? You, you have to make sure you, you are diligent in doing it. And I think I heard a saying, I think it takes about 21 days to, to develop a habit, good or bad, right? Try this for 21 days, and you will, you, will, you will find out that you can do this, and after the third month, you can do it really well. But, um, but this, this scripture is really important to us because, you know, I think my wife, she found it, and she kind of, when we paste it on the, the diagram, but I love the fact that when God, you know, is involved in really we taking a, a, a step of faith, if you will, to really show that we can actually do something together. And, if you, and even the singles out there, you know, have someone that can actually be your accountability partner too. That's, right. That's huge. And I'm not talking about someone who you can like maybe to call whenever you feel like it. No, I'm, I'm, I'm someone who actually can actually give you a call, text you, say, how are you doing this week? Maybe check up every month to see how your budget's going. But um, that's something that me and my wife, we, we would love to kind of share with more people in our lives, especially our friends. And I have before, too. And, you know, they, they, they've definitely listened and opened up with that, too. And, but um, I just praise God for the, the fact that, you know, we, we are here for a reason, you know. And like I said, we're not perfect either without budget. You know, but there are times still that we may argue or may be bitter. But, my God, it has changed substantially since day one. But um, just have faith in yourself. Um, and keep some, some motivation going. And even a scripture, that this, this, this has helped us so continuously in our lives. And it's not over. We have, we have a little bit more to go in regards to the debt and aspect, but our budget has really changed our lives. And like I say it has affected every area of our lives. So, so with that, you, I want to thank you so much for having me up here. And um, how's it, Matt? Thank you, Murphy. I, I think it's so important to see people that have been able to turn it around. Because when you're, when you're struggling, you feel trapped, and you're like, how am I ever going to get out of this? Man, I remember feeling like that. You just feel defeated. It's like, man, how, how am I ever going to get out of this mess? And we don't want you tonight leaving, feeling, you know, like, like you've just messed up your future because you're in a financial mess right now. But you do have the ability to get out of it with what you have right now. But you have to be strategic. You have to manage the right way. Focus on managing the right way. I would say tithe, too. A lot of people say, well, I I can't afford to tithe. We're not going to teach on that tonight. But a lot of people say, I can't afford to tithe. You will never be able to afford to tithe if you don't start tithing at some point. But when we give God the first portion, God promises to meet our needs. God promises. And my wife and I, we've never missed a tithe. But that was just one part of the the puzzle. We needed to learn how to be better managers. And when you tithe, you give, and you're a better manager, then there's increase in your life. There's increase. You're going to prosper. But we have to start somewhere. James 1.5, we're going to close with this. Let's stand. It says, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives what? Generously to all without finding what? fault and it will be given to you a lot of us have made foolish decisions and some of us you know maybe you're here tonight and you just feel bad you feel defeated because you've been foolish with money maybe you just feel overwhelmed tonight 
We've given you some tools. We've given you some principles. And over the next few weeks, we're going to give you more principles. But what we need to do is we need to operate with the, with the wisdom of God. And the good thing is God isn't going to look at you tonight and say, you know what, man, you've been terrible with that money. You've been terrible. So don't ask me for wisdom. You, 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 I'm sorry, you, you too far gone. Those interest rates and, and everything, you've just, you've messed it up. I'm not going to give you nothing. No, God will give generously without finding fault. But we have to ask him. How many of you want wisdom tonight? I need more wisdom. Man, I want to go to another level. I want my children to be blessed. I, I want their children to be blessed. I want to operate at a whole other level in life. I know I need to get better. But it starts with using the principles of God and asking God for wisdom. Thank you for downloading this message. For more information on our church, visit us at cwcbayarea.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash cwcbayarea.com.